Welcome to the Game Central podcast with all of the controversy involving free speech in creative mediums this month and a horrific shooting in Paris. Every medium needs to know show restraint, even us here at the Game Central podcast. But if by any chance one of us slips up, please note that the main frame of this podcast and ownership of Game Banter and all other related products belong to Manchester based Gareth Williams. So now that little legal matter is out of the way, on with the podcast. Yay. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Well, this week, um, there's a little bit of a squeak. That wasn't a rhyme, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> there it is when I'm talking, there's like, it goes... I don't know if anyone else hears it. I don't think so. No. Well, this week, we're back to normal, if you can use the term normal. Last week, we named Next Gen GTA as our Game of the Year, and rightly so... 2014 is now a distant memory, and I never want to talk about the trash thrown at us ever again. Good evening, Gareth. How's your week been? It's been okay. What have you been doing with yourself? Uh, not a huge amount. Uh, went to a Smash Bros. tournament at the weekend. Not a lot. You only went to a Smash Bros. tournament. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't Did you win it. The heckle. No, I didn't win it. Oh, it wasn't very well organised. It took yeah. like an hour and a half between games, and it was just not very fun. Was there any controversy? Um, not really. Just that new Smash Bros. game is very abusable. So there were a lot of people just, for example, playing a Sonic and just doing one combo over and over and over again, and it would How- win them games. But how can you do that when you go there and you, you're in front of everyone else and you literally... And I suppose they were laughing, like, thinking, oh, this is funny. There were, there were definitely a, a lot of people there who went, like, with seven or eight friends who all, like, backed each other up. Yeah. So, yeah. They and they, were they playing it ironically? I think they what? wanted to seem like they were. Yeah. But they actually just did it to win it. And what what was the prize? Uh, the prize was you got to represent Manchester at another tournament in Birmingham. Wow, so you get to go to Birmingham. Yep, that's the prize. So, so it basically got, it just goes downhill and you, you visit less exciting cities as you go along. Is it the final like held in London? I think the final is Birmingham. I think that's the final. Wow, there you go. Will they be allowed into Birmingham? You never know. Because <laughs> apparently you're not allowed in Birmingham these days. Oh yeah, unless you're a Muslim. Yeah. Whoa, no. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Fox News I facts. Mentioned before, these are <laughs> Gareth's personal opinions. No, that's not what. You're so uncultured, Rob. If you watch the news, you would know exactly what me and Don were referring to. Yeah. What are you referring to? A the Fox... fact that Birmingham's overrun with foreigners. <laughs> oh. A Fox News analyst said that Birmingham is basically a country within England. It's just only Muslims are allowed in. What's that got to do with foxes? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Only joking, I know what Fox News is, because they start on Russell Brand. Do they? Yeah, Yeah, and I I do like him, but, um, yeah, they're just being pretty nasty to him lately. But, yeah, you know, it seems that they're sensationalism. They are a sensationalist channel. So, 
it's upsetting really to hear that. But I've never been to Birmingham myself, so I can't deny or confirm those allegations. Yeah, don't bother, it's rubbish. Yeah, why is that done? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the clientele. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I've been to Birmingham. Gareth, let's just move away from this one because okay. you know, at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, this has so little to do with video games, it's not even funny. It's not. Don, I hear you're yep. tired. I'm, I'm quite tired. I've had a busy, well, not busy week, but a long week. Just recovered from the illness like yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, still not 100%, but you know. Well, Don, you've what? just made the longest hot chocolate. For someone that doesn't have any sachets <laughs> of instant hot chocolate in your home, you yep. sure seem to have the ingredients to make a manual one. <laughs> well, yeah. Got to do it properly. You mm. have to do it properly. And, and how taste. is it? Is, is it nice? Oh, it tastes good. Oh. You do know that pork is in marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a vegetarian, so... No, it's okay with me. You're drinking chocolate and pork. Yeah. Well, some people put apple on pork and they're fucking weirdos. Oh, God, I hate apple sauce. So do you, or don't cheese. you, Gareth? Who put cheese on it? Cheese on pork? Fucking what? No one does you... that. There's, there are people who do it. Sounds I'm like a sex it. game you and your girlfriend play. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, Don, you've got some cheese on your pork. Can you go wash it up? <laughs> well, we're not talking about genitalia today. We not spoke about that last night. So we'll just move on. I've been to the dentist this week. It's the only place that does not keep up with technology. It's still so brutal and barbaric. I'm sure it's not hard to make a drill, but it doesn't sound like I have to go. And you sit there in the in the waiting room, and all you can hear is that... And you think, surely they can make a drill that's just silent. That would be so much better for everyone. Um, I have to go Thursday for a filling. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I go once every five years or so. <laughs> and you hope they would have caught up with technology. And the dentist assistant <laughs> held my mouth open with these clamps whilst he pointed a spike around my mouth. So, you know, that doesn't sound very futuristic. We're in the year 2015 now, and they got to catch up with it. Gareth, you look like someone that doesn't go to the dentist much. <laughs> I didn't used to, and I had really bad teeth. Yeah. And that meant I had to go a lot all of a sudden. Yeah. Because they, they tell you, you know, you don't feel too bad, but then they take pictures using a uh, an x-ray, which I thought was quite cool. Uh, and then they say, oh, this, this doesn't look too good, this tooth. This is going to have to have a filling. But it didn't look any different from the others, so maybe they're just lying. Don, you haven't got many fillings, have you? Brilliant. Now, as this is the first show of the year 2015, I thought what a great time to add some futuristic sections. And the first of these is Hot Don Goss Ip. Now, those of you out there who may not know, Don's second name is Goss. So it makes sense to make a pun of his name. Every week, Hot Don Goss Ip will present the best piece of news that has happened so you will know what is hot and what is not. So, Don, what is the hot Don gossip of this week? <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant pun. Thank never you. Been, never been done before. Never. No. Um, well, fresh off the press from about three weeks ago, um, the uh, yep. gossip this week is the outage of Xbox Live and PlayStation Network over that lovely festive holiday period you all just enjoyed, or rather didn't. Because the networks were down because of a bunch of twats 
calling themselves Lizard Squad. Now, Don, around what everything. have we spoken about insulting other people's religious beliefs? <sighs> I think all religions should be abused and oh, no. insulted at oh, every God. possible stage because if words can fuck with their religion, then their religion is clearly bullshit. Oh, no. Yep, because there's nothing that, you know, someone saying a few bad words can fuck up your omnipotent God because, you know, God's well obviously. I want to remind obviously. people that this section is called Hot Don Gossip. <laughs> <laughs> the views reflected in which uh, only reflect the views of Don Goss. And not yeah, internet police. Right, Don, this, this, this section isn't called, you know, Don's politically incorrect tirade of abuse. <laughs> Maybe we, that's what we should call it. That's, that, well, that's the strap line. You, listen, really Don. Hello. You, you wasn't personally affected by the outage. Uh, I wasn't because I was at my girlfriend's parents' house. So uh, only you losers stuck at home with no girlfriend. Go on, Don. Had to uh, had to deal with no games that playing over Christmas on your new systems. No updates. No downloads of this new stuff you just bought. Some of those yeah. new consoles you unwrapped on Christmas Day couldn't function at all because they were looking for updates that they then couldn't get, and you were all screwed. So if only you'd been popped with the ladies, you could have so... avoided all that terrible hassle. Don, what would, how would you have felt had you been living your lonely existence that you were only four months ago now? I'd have been right pissed off. <laughs> no <laughs> destiny for you. Oh, man, I just, I, just ridiculous. Fucking DDoS attacks shouldn't really take down networks for days on end. I think Microsoft Xbox Live was down for two days or something like that, and PSN was down for, like, almost five. Yeah. Just utterly ridiculous uh, state of affairs, and basically hardly anyone said anything about it just people used to go on twitter and facebook to try and get some news and it was just yeah please bear with us while we try and sort this out so well these are paid for services your security is obviously bullshit but uh you know that's that's really all came but you just have to sit there and grin and bear it and listen to your granny chew on her brussels sprouts for five days yeah but my (laughs) granny didn't chew on us brussels sprouts because she doesn't like them (laughs) and she suffers from dementia (laughs) <laughs> oh. I don't know well, why. Is that is that a joke, Gareth? <laughs> um, the jury's still out. I'll let, I'll let you know later. <laughs> Do you remember Guy's downfall? Uh, because basically, what happened? We had this guy called Guy on the show uh, who's left now, but he started off quite miserable and alone. Then he met someone, and he became very joyful and very appreciative of things he found in his life. Then. He became quite bitter and resentful towards everyone else, got up on his high horse, and then everything crashed. So, Don, you are in the final third of <laughs> uh, this transitional period. Thanks. Welcome. So, obviously, this was not a sort of really elaborate attack. What mm-hmm. I believe the attack is, is they make it so that it overloads the system because they make it look like there's so many people trying to sign in at once that it basically overloads the system and causes it to crash. Is that right? Or am I just making gossip? No, that's, that's, that's the basic gist of it, yeah. It's yeah. basically just sends a request to the servers and then so many of them get sent all at once that it's basically like... The way I got it explained to me once was it's like a million people knocking on your door and ringing your doorbell and all running away at the same time and then coming back again. <laughs> a million times a second. So you cannot possibly answer the door that number of times and, yeah. and get back in time to see who's at the door. It's, no. it's like that. And then the system just collapses and dies. 
Yeah. Collapses and dies? Yeah, that's a word. Well, yeah, there was a lot of people that were pissed off, and rightly so. You know, you've just un- unwrapped a, a new console, you're excited, you go to update it, nothing's happening. And it makes it even more important that, you know, Dexbox One, we need to remember originally, they said that it was going to remain online. Uh, yep. It needed a constant online connection. Because people like me that don't really play online, it didn't affect me. But I can sure as hell imagine that if it was online constant, that would have affected me and no one would have been able to play games. So yep. let's thank our lucky stars there, Don. Let's, yes, let's. Gareth, have you got any <laughs> questions to add? But that, sorry, that said, Don. Sorry, but that said, pretty much nothing, no one could, a lot of people couldn't even sign into their, their gamer accounts. Yeah. So you've, even, the, even, even though the consoles don't need to be online the whole time, a whole bunch of stuff was unavailable to people that was just basic stuff yeah. um, that other, you know, in previous generations, this would not have mattered at all. But, but yeah. now it, it completely fucked a whole lot of stuff for everybody. Even though they're not, you know, completely online 24-7 and all that nonsense, it still just ruins absolutely everything because of yeah. this reliance on the internet to do some very simple things. And when, and when you do play these retro consoles, like I played the PS2 the other day, it feels so disconnected from everything else. It's it's really strange that nothing ever pops up on the screen, and you know we're <laughs> playing it in isolation. It it does feel bizarre. Um, but Gareth, have you got any gossip about what happened? Uh, I just think it's very appropriate that we ended the year of everything being broken with everything being unbelievably broken. That is true, <laughs> Gareth. Well done. Because people that may have got Assassin's Creed. Uni would have been unable to uh, download the massive patch. So exactly. people, yeah, so the characters' faces would have been falling off and stuff, and you'd have <laughs> had kids screaming and crying. <laughs> but um, is that it for hot gossip this week, uh, Don? Maybe we should have done the hottest piece of gossip at the beginning because now everything <laughs> isn't going to be as hot as that. Well, I'm sure Gareth will come up with a lovely list. No, no, <laughs> don't talk about lists. Okay, so what's our first news item up this week, Gareth? Uh, our first news item is that in 2014, video game sales rose by 7.5%. 7.5%, that's brilliant. They outsold music and films, uh, with Good. more digital sales being made than physical sales. Wow, what, in, t- in total, more digital was sold than physical. Yep, so everyone's in, saying, wow. oh, well, I want my discs, I want a shelf full of discs, I'm not going to be able to have my manual anymore. Actually, more people just want a game on a hard drive than want a disc. And don't have to keep swapping their damn discs. Because to be honest, it is becoming a right pain in the ass, And the noise of the spinning, and inst- and then you've still got to download a gigantic extra file after you've installed it anyway. So yeah. even even if you... You can't play it unless you know, without being online anyway, so <laughs> you might as well get the fucking download. Yeah, plus if you buy something, you don't have to wait for it to arrive, it's just boom, right there. You get a code, or you just download the game straight away. Yeah, I think a lot of people are taking advantage of the kind of pre-installation stuff, and then sitting up till midnight, and then straight away hitting the game. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think we're just becoming more open to, you know, more open to the thought of downloadable stuff, because... You know, we, we come from a generation where we're all like, oh, we can't not have the box and the manual and stuff. But slowly over the past few years, they're doing away with that anyway. And all we're getting is a plastic box with it. Uh, the only time I do sort of buy games is if I don't intend on keeping them. Um, but even myself, last year, I probably downloaded about 12 to 13 games um, 
just from the Xbox Live sales, mm. the games that I probably wouldn't have bought either way. Um, but I just picked them up. So, you know, that would be contributing to it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are picking these. I know that FIFA and stuff was £25 on Xbox Live over the uh, Christmas holiday, which would have been a massive incentive for some people. Yeah, the, the Xbox Live uh, and PSN sales and also the the kind of games with gold and the PS Plus stuff, it's really encouraged people just to get with the whole downloading thing and and they've, get, they've gotten used to it now. They've realised it's not so bad. They don't necessarily give that much of the monkeys about having the disc. Yeah. You know, you know, download it. They've got it for free. And then they go, well, I'll buy this one. It's actually quite convenient to have all my stuff just sat on a hard drive and just hit play on whichever one I want without them to get off my ass. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's th- those those features of the the last generation moving on to this gen has um, has really, I think, changed a lot of people's minds and set a lot of people into the whole the download thing. Well, yeah, it does, I mean, it does open yeah. up, you know, the whole download content thing as being added on. It's it's going to encourage that even more. <laughs> but yeah. in general, I'm I'm kind of swayed towards downloads myself nowadays. Although I haven't bought one, not nothing new yet. Only stuff off PS Plus. But yeah, in the future, I suspect I shall be ditching the discs as well. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like I said, people don't really keep games anymore as a collection. I mean, I've got some of my PlayStation Two games, but. Xbox 360, I think I've got about four games and none of them have got the cases and they're just in a folder. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. I think I don't think games have that kind of value to them anymore where you think, oh, I've got to hold on to this because, you know, a few weeks down the line, it's probably going to be next to nothing in trading price. Yeah, so you, you don't have that feeling of, oh, I better keep hold of this, like we did back in the Nintendo days, or, you know, back in the, even the PlayStation days, or when you had a GameCube game, you thought, well, I'll hold on to this, because it's going to have some value soon. Now, games just, they don't really have that sort of physical price with them to make it sort of worth owning them, really. As soon as I complete a game, mostly nowadays, I'm back up the shop trading it in as, as soon as possible, so I can get the best out of it. Yeah. But yeah, Gareth cool. just downloads from Steam, doesn't he? He loves, he loves downloading games. And he's going through his game collection at the moment. Well, the thing is that PC games are so ridiculously cheap. Yeah. That, like, when I got Shadow Mordor, like, a month or so after it came out, it was, like, £14. Yeah. And it's, oh, and I just downloaded it and it's right there. Oh, so convenient. I fucking love yeah. it. There you go. Well, uh, Rogue Legacy is confirmed for Xbox One. This seems to be one of those games that you play, Gareth. What, you mean one of those great games that's great? Yeah, that's got a uh, sort of degenerative art style. <laughs> it's, it's it's pixely. Yep. It's, uh, you know, it's got some sort of chip-toony music. Yep. And, and what, what's, what's, its, uh, what's it trying to say? It's not trying to say anything. It's a roguelike, but when yep. you die... Your next character is that character who just died's descendants. So it's like his children. Or, or oh, that's really nice. Yeah, and then his I children sp- die. And uh, yeah, we spoke about this a little while ago. So your children have children, which shouldn't really be encouraged. <laughs> Not with each other. <laughs> oh, okay. Even children having sex with other children, Gareth, shouldn't be encouraged. I, I agree. Thank you. It's one thing we agree on. Yeah, but no, Rogue Legacy is fantastic, and I can't believe it wasn't already on Xbox One. No, and you'll finally get to play it, Rob, and you definitely will because you I love will. indie games. 
John Walker made it apparently, and that's the name of my granddad. So I'll have to have a word with him, make sure it wasn't him. Uh, another game that's been out far too long. Everyone's already played it once, but it's coming again to PS4. Is Limbo. Uh, the meaning behind this is there's a boy who's alone, released in 2010. He's on a big island. Uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get right to the end, Gareth. But I did enjoy the puzzle elements and the atmosphere. But what was it trying to tell us in the grand scheme of things? Well, it's, it's about loss. Yeah. And uh, the bond between siblings and how that can drive a person to do extreme things. Still not an excuse, though, is it? What? <laughs> anything you know there's been so many places of oh I did it because I loved her or yeah okay well it's listed for the start of January the game is play- suitable for players age 16 and over I That's don't really you, Don. think yeah Don hello <laughs> oh my god are you alright Don I'm over 16 you are well done. You Thank got you. PS4. Yeah, got a PS4. And you're in January. Yes, it's January 2015 here. Yeah, <laughs> the game is suitable, and it, as it contains realistic-looking violence, I don't remember ever seeing someone getting stabbed through the head by a giant spider talon. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. What the hell? That it wasn't a 16 on the 360 when I downloaded it four years no. ago. Yeah, but now it's ultra HD, Don, so you'll be yeah, able to see all the blood more yeah. clearly. You'll yeah. notice the black and white straight lines and <laughs> slight yeah. fuzziness even you, more clearly. You joke, but I can't imagine any game looking better in like 4K or whatever the PS4 can do than Limbo will. It'll look incredible. Because it does the deepest blacks, doesn't it, Gareth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Racist. Oh dear. Oh. The standalone release uh, of Minecraft uh, is going to be getting a uh, story mode. What what could the story possibly be? <laughs> Wasn't there a story already? Like the, there's a dragon at the end to kill or something? I think that was just with Skyrim. There was a Skyrim <laughs> add-on. No, obviously not just with Skyrim. There's been other games where you can fight dragons. But I think there was a Skyrim, Skyrim skin... Uh, that you could add to your Minecraft, and there's like a Mass Effect one, there's a Halo one, and I think yeah, the dragons thought... were exclusive to that. Really? Because you've yeah. got the zombie things that come out at night in Minecraft, all regardless. Yeah. And I thought they they were like kind of an enemy, and no. uh, there's actually, there's actually a dragon you could find. I thought, yeah. oh, is that is that the Skyrim? No, Don's yeah. right. There is a there is a last yeah. boss of Minecraft. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. So. But it's all it never really tells you how to get to it, so it's all sort of a. Yeah, it's not a proper kind of. Maybe quest. we'll find out, find out finally who Steve is, and <laughs> what 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 the story is trying to tell us. <laughs> well, the it thing is, it's game. being made by Telltale Games, so you know they've not really made a bad game yet. I don't think. I think Telltale are just going to get up and run off one day because they're <laughs> making up, they're going to make all of these games right every week goes past. Yeah, we're going to do Minecraft. Yeah, we're going to do Borderlands. Yeah, we're going to do Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're going to do Walking Dead. And I think there's another one as well. I think one day they're just going to get all the advanced payments and then they're all going to just do a runner because no one can do that amount of work. They're just taking on more and more work. <laughs> the uh, other one you were thinking of was Wolf Among Us. Yeah, The Wolf Among Us. Which was my second best game of the year, you'll remember. Yeah, you know, do more of that. Keep going rather than taking on other projects because surely they're going to be diluted, Gareth. 
Yeah, I can't see this Minecraft one being very good. <laughs> no. Because Steve does. Can I ask him? You can't. Can ask a Minecraft question. You can. Can I ask a Minecraft? <laughs> you ask Tell you what, I'll just ask it. Is that bloke who was putting YouTube videos up of him just walking endlessly to the edge of the Minecraft universe still doing it? I don't know. Because he became famous for doing it for about a month. And what? I've not heard about him ever since. And it was going to take like 20 years or something of constant walking to get to the edge of the map. Yeah, in theory, it doesn't really have an edge. Okay. Like, the, mm. like the actual Earth. You just keep going. Yeah. yeah. But he was like just doing these little adventures. He picked up a wolf along the way or something and it was like his little pet. And everyone was getting invested in his little personal journey. It's a bit I like think an indie that's game. the problem, Don, is that you know everyone was invested in the beginning. But, you know, mm. a month later watching a guy walk in a straight line... <laughs> you know, you're you're sort of people going to start waning in their kind of uh, their um, what is it called when you're you, their well, the people that have a very long attention. Um... No, they don't. And asking someone to sit there watching you for twenty years, <laughs> you know, that is a big ask, isn't it? I like that, Dom. I like that. A lot. Even if you do pick up wolves on the way, right, Gareth? Yeah. What is a dialogue? <laughs> What is a dire wolf? Yeah, because I watched the first episode of the first series of Game of Thrones today, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, "Oh, it's a dire wolf." Like you're just supposed to know what a dire wolf is. Um. Well, I mean, you just you just sort of find out by watching the show, but it's not a spoiler to tell you it's a wolf. Yeah. From up north in that universe, and they grow to be pretty massive. That's but dire—that's not a good word. Like, oh. They put their, the gameplay was dire on that game. So is it like a crap wolf? <laughs> no, I think that dire has a few different connotations. Okay. Like it can mean sort of a formidable as well. I thought he was just insulting the wolf because it was dead, <laughs> and I thought he was saying, "Oh, it's a dire wolf." Because you're... if it's a great wolf, it would still be alive. He calls it a dire wolf, and you're to the screen just like, "Oh shit, you got yeah. birds, son." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that wolf is dire. <laughs> Take his dire children and get them out of my face. But they took one each. Very lovely. Uh, that's um, just the technical term. It's like a panda bear. It's not yeah. actually a bear. You no. know. It's like you but know. panda isn't. You know, if it was called dire bear or crap bear, then it would be different. But panda doesn't really have. Oh, it is to panda to someone, isn't it? Yeah. So it could be a bear that sort of wants to impress you and wants to make you feel... But they don't give a shit. They won't even mate to save their own race. So <laughs> don't talk about pandas in that way. But I think we're getting off subject a little bit. And Gareth, throughout the next few weeks, there probably will be quite a lot of Game of Thrones question as I try to uh, come to grips with the storyline. Because I did try to watch it a few years ago, but they tried to introduce too many people too soon and I got lost. Yeah, you kind of do. You just have to stay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark and more will someday return, says Microsoft. That's a suggestion of a rumour, Gareth. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. Microsoft have actually said it. It's not... They're not like... Will someday return. You know, you could say that. It's like if you put uh, 11... 11 uh, monkeys in a room with typewriters, they will type out the whole of the Shakespearean's works if they're doing an attorney. I don't think I'm saying that right, and I said it in the right order. 
but you know the one I mean, and it's pretty much the same here. They will return in a day because, you know, in a thousand years, no one's going to pull up this particular person and say, you know what, you said a thousand years ago that Banjo-Kazooie and Perfect Dark and more will return someday. He will say, I said someday, there wasn't a particular... We need a specific date, or this is just a suggestion of a rumour. <laughs> so there we go. Okay. Do we want Banjo-Kazooie back, really? Is it... Well, done? Nuts boat, Bolts wasn't what it could have been, was it? Everyone was very upset about it. It was they good. Do something, to be honest. But what's wrong with Banjo Kazooie? It's a bird in his backpack that plays the kazoo, and he plays yeah. the banjo. No, the first game was great. I loved it. I think I collected every single note in the whole bloody game. I just think we're past but, that sort of gameplay now. But, aren't yeah. We? Do we need another one? I don't think so. I think they should do something new with their time. I think we're getting and, to the not point. Another bloody connect sports. Yeah, and I think the thing is, with games, we're getting annoyed now with the likes of Batman and Assassin's Creed filling the game sort of screen and the game world up with pointless things. If you're asked to collect two hundred mm. kind of coins, it's just going to be like, oh, really? I think what made Mario and sort of Banjo Kazooie and that it was the fact that it was very early in the 3D world, and you were kind of just having fun exploring the area in a three-dimensional space. If you know what I mean. So it was kind of like that was the joy in it all in its entirety. Because Mario like stayed popular, though. Yeah, but it's, that's because every game they, they did something new. They added something yeah. new to every single game. Yeah, they can do that with Banjo Kazooie. What would you add to it, Gareth? Well, if, like you know, shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> they made it into like a make-your-own-vehicle game. That was unexpected and cool. Yeah, which no one liked. I'm pretty sure Brad Shoemaker made it his game of the year of that year. Brad Shoemaker. Yeah. Who's that, Gareth? He's a game journalist. Forza Motorsport 6. Watch announcement video for Xbox One. No. Yawn. Uh, God, yawn. <laughs> Sorry. You are, right, mate? Are you talking to your oh, chocolate? Just... <laughs> no, my chocolate was bloody lovely. I've just finished it. But the, oh, just yeah. the thought of another bloody racing game, I just, I, I can't be bothered. Well, this this is the more serious <laughs> kind of game. Uh, oh, for the God, they're heads. all serious. They're not all there's, serious. There's GTA 12, whatever it is. GTA 12, what the fuck? Gran Turismo. <laughs> oh, it's like GTA 3 Vice City over here again. <laughs> oh, just Gran what Turismo. Saying, and, right. Oh, it's just... Oh. When you play, like, Burnout, which hasn't been around for a while, but Need for Speed, you're like, whoa, yeah, come on, that was, that was brilliant. You see the way that those um, those rocks fell off the cliff as I was coming down, and like, all the smoke nearly blew me to the side. Oh, and that police car almost swiped me. And then you've got, like, Forza Horizon, which is kind of like the middle ground, where you'll be driving along, and you're like, oh, look at that sun reflection on my windshield. Oh, the cops are chasing me now. Oh, my God, I can really feel the sensation of speed. And then you've got, like, Forza Motorsport, the plain one, where and Gran Turismo, where you'll just kind of stroke your chin and go, hmm, yeah, I really like the tyre mechanics, the way that the tyres grip to the floor. You can really feel the suspension, and each car feels really realistic. I'm going to go and look around the garage now while there's jazz music playing in the background. <laughs> so, you know, it's horses for courses, really, Don. And... Uh, you know, if Forza Motorsport isn't for you, then I think the then race should be killed with fire. It should be, but at the same time, <laughs> I think the racing genre is is one that's in a particularly sort of weird place because 
you know, there's so many racing games, but there's only a few that can kind of, you know, people like different handling. And, you know, I love the handling of Forza Motorsport, but then someone might like the handling of Forza and someone might like the handling of the crew for some reason. But, you know, it's it's all things like that. And I think um, racing games, they they span the biggest kind of differences between game to game in what they can do. And it's all about getting that game you feel. What, you like Split Second, don't you, Don? Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, and, you know, it's that's for you, and that's that's level three. You know, that's with the burnouts and the kind of ridge racer. You just like slamming it around those corners without a worry in the world. You don't want to have to worry if your tyre grip and pressure is right to take the corner. No, because that's tedious, boring nonsense. Yeah, but some people will love that. They're like looking at replay, they're like checking their times. And, you know, feel sorry for these people if you want, Don, but they're our future. <laughs> What about you, Gareth? Are you looking forward to Forza Motorsport? Have you ever played a Forza Motorsport? No, I played the first Forza Horizon and hated it. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of agree with you. Like Racing games are in a weird place right now. I mean, look how bad that new Mario Kart was. Yeah. Just god-awful. So, it was brilliant. My so, game of the year. Brilliant. So, uh, so yeah, just uh, uh, racing games are just uh, not very good. Until they announce a new Burnout, I won't give a shit about any racing games. I like so Burnout. Long, after Burnout 2, they all became shit. Paradise Burnout was amazing. 2. Paradise was so fucking boring. Oh, God, run around this stupid city looking for shit. Oh, Dante, you disappoint me. Burnout 2 is the finest racing game ever fucking made. Okay. EA came along, that was. Burnout 2 <laughs> is awesome, but so is Paradise. That's all I'll say. Right, so awesome games done quick. That's just some terrible spelling there. Has raised more than <laughs> $1.5 million for charity. The buyer annual, I don't know why it's buyer, because that's when you like man and women, video game speedrunning event has so far raised $1,545,916.03. I'd say that is. Um, not so impressive when it's calculated into Great British Pounds. But it's for the prevention of cancer. Smashing its one million dollar goal, nearly thirty nine thousand people donated to the event, which was streamed non stop on Twitch. So I don't really like people to watch people play games fast. I do. I, I discovered um, the one they did the previous year. Um, obviously, I discovered it last year. Um, I used to sit and watch people speed running. Yeah. yeah, that's not okay. Carry on, Don. Whatever. I used to watch. Uh, I, I got into watching them speed running all the Halo games last year while I was sat at work, um, and it got me through many a day just sitting there watching people use their skills, getting through tricky parts that I was getting stuck on, stuff like that. It was great. I'll tell you what, Don. I watched someone speed run Doom, and it looked absolutely crazy. The amount of time this guy must have played this game for, in the, <laughs> you know, he just literally didn't stop, and he knew like he was kind of going onto platforms just as they were lowering and it's kind of like a, such a smooth run but Gareth I've got to ask you about this uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time's Child Dungeons what's that all about? <laughs> that sounds like a is this look like some Fritzel expansion? <laughs> I think it was <laughs> uh, In Ocarina of Time you spend the first three dungeons as a child oh, and uh, somebody actually did those dungeons completely blindfolded nice. So he claims well, he, there's video evidence. <laughs> but was, unless you were there, I'm very reluctant to believe that that actually took place. No, it's it's really good. Like they have, they upload 
pretty much all of them to YouTube. I spent quite a lot of my day today watching them. Like I watched the Dark Souls 2 run uh, where they completed it in like, I think it was like an hour and five minutes. Yeah. And then I watched um, them complete Final Fantasy 7 in just under three hours. Um, and then I saw someone complete Tetris on like the hardest difficulty. And that was amazing. Yeah, the, the credits, the end credits of that game is Tetris where the blocks are invisible. And yeah. the guy was still like awesome at it. So that was mental. That's a bit weird, isn't it? But yeah, such a time sink. And the way these people complete these games is incredible. Like they find glitches and they'll yeah. clip through certain walls or they'll find a way to duplicate certain items to beat a certain boss. And it's it's so much fun, especially if it's a game you have poured so many hours of your life into. Like watching the Ocarina of Time one, where they complete that game in like, it's like half an hour or something mental like that. Yeah. Um, like that's just amazing, especially if you played Ocarina of Time yourself and you've spent like 40 odd hours completing it yeah uh, and they raised a shit ton of money for a good cause so there you go search for AGDQ on YouTube to find all the awesome games done quick I can't and... actually at the moment because I'm doing the podcast but oh, I'll, shit. I'll take that um, advice with me to okay. bed okay right oh, it's Gareth Classical Hall of Fame's not coming back is it yeah it's every year mate oh I thought it was just a one off nah it's every year Oh, what are they doing this year, Gareth? Same thing they do every year. They let you vote on classical music, and then they yeah. rank it in terms of uh, top 300 voted for, and you can vote for video game soundtracks. Yeah, but there hasn't been really any this year that have been released, surely. But they could move up. You know, the Zelda and the Skyrims could move up because more people have become open to them. And people last year that looked at the list probably thought, hmm, I'll give that a listen to. I'm not a gamer myself. But they listen to it and they're like, that's brilliant. I'm going to vote for that one next year. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'd love, so, it. I'd love it if they got the Paul McCartney fucking Destiny song in there yeah. somehow. Because it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awful. And McCartney's just in, just weird. A weird choice to fucking have. Doing the end credits song for Destiny is just disgusting. The but whole Destiny soundtrack be... is terrible. No, it's not. But the, uh, the that, <laughs> that, that credit song at the end is just... Oh, the ego on the man is insane. The thing is, I could see the Destiny soundtrack getting on this list because so many people bum off Destiny for weird reasons. <laughs> yeah. So, who knows, maybe... Because, you know, I do a... I don't know if you notice, guys, but I do have a, a music section every week. Really? Yeah. That, I've never never seen that happen. Yeah, every single episode yeah. since about the third one. Uh, oh. well, so I'll be it... featuring some music that's eligible for you to vote for in this... Well, the thing is, Gareth, uh, me and my girlfriend like to listen to the podcast in bed because she likes to listen to it when it comes out on a Thursday or a Friday. And we listen to it and we're slowly drifting off and then suddenly it'll go... (laughs) (laughs) I think, oh, Gareth's got one of his great 8-bit. So I did kind of enjoy the classical thing because it allowed me to sleep all the way through. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but Um. it it does... Sort of. I don't know if I should take it offensively when she says, "I'll put your podcast on. I just want to listen to it and go to sleep." <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think that's really a, a good a good thing. But um, what we're looking at now is, uh, if you want the Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain to be easier, there's going to be a chicken hat. And I think this is where <laughs> Jap- Jap- Japan uh, they. We need to get away from this sort of stuff now. I know it's funny, ha ha, 
tongue in cheek, he can go in a box, you know, he can do all this, he can just make a box appear. But the more realistic graphics are getting, the sillier it looks. You know, it's all well and good to do. Maybe I'm just being a killjoy, but you know, Gareth, what do you what do you think of it? Come on, you've you've worn plenty of chickens on your head. <laughs> have you not have you not seen the rest of the stuff you can do with a box now in this game? Yeah, I have, and it, it kind of while it's funny and stuff and tongue in cheek, it's such a po faced game. And now it looks more realistic than ever. It seems to be it seems to be less what's the word? It fits in less now. It's um yeah, I know the word you're looking for, and I'm also looking for it. Yeah. Uh can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, they, you just don't they don't seem to fit into just the world. Edit I mean. it in later, Gareth. Yeah. That's a great idea. I'm definitely <laughs> going to do next week. Um, but yeah, it seems the more realistic games are getting, the more out of place it's quite a juxtaposition uh, mm. of what should be what. And you know, while it might be funny and stuff, and the things you could do with a box, it was funny. Um, it just in this realistic world, it just I don't know if it's because games are getting more silly, but it's that real Japanese humour that doesn't really seem. To, it seems to be going against where the game industry is going, and it kind of rubs it up the wrong way. Well, but, you only unlock the chicken hat if you're really bad at the game, so... Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, it, it's it's all the stuff, like the, the box, the cardboard box, and throwing dirty magazines and stuff on the floor. <laughs> you know? You, oh, uh, your horse, you can make your horse do a shit. You can make it? How would you do that you, to you, watch its prolapse? Yeah, you... you <laughs> I hope that's how it does it in the game. But you yeah. can make your take a dump at any time. And you can use it for things like uh, if there's a jeep coming towards you with some enemies in it, you can make the horse take a dump and then get off the road. And they'll stop while drive stop to kind of drive around <laughs> to dump in the road. Wow. And then you can ambush them. So you've essentially, yeah. you, it's, you're using poo as a weapon. As I've always <laughs> wanted. But, you know, things like that, that's, that's not so so much out of the realms of possibility. I know that is a... <laughs> genuine army tactic but <laughs> everything else it's kind of like Metal Gear has always been a bit zany and a bit a bit funny but it seems to go it seems to be at odds with the story that he wants to tell but you know that's what people love they love all those kind of things and like I say maybe I'm maybe I'm losing the fun of games because everything is so straight faced but oh well and if Gareth wants to play GTA 5 on the PC he now has to wait until March. How does that make you feel, Gareth? <sighs> Not good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this, because um, it seems to be a very sad story. They said they need to do more testing to make sure the game will come out not broken, that everything will work fine, that it will be optimised for the PC correctly. Yeah. And that means you got to wait at least two months. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it they does did also look incredible. It does. They released the PC specs, and my PC uh, is the basically dead on the um, recommended specs. Yeah. So I know I can definitely play it at pretty good settings when it comes out in three months ish. Yeah. So it's a pretty pretty bad booby prize, but at least I'll get to play it. Our game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be, you, and you'll probably say that it's the game of this year as well because it will be released on the PC in 2015. So realistically, we could say it's the game of the year for 2015. Should we? Do you think I'll still play it before Don does? 
I think so. I think Don's got a real sort of... He's got a real problem. He's got like, this mental block of things that he can't do. <laughs> and I think this is one of them. And so is, uh, I don't think he likes to reward himself in life. I think he likes to do his destiny punishment over and over again. <laughs> Doing my destiny homework every day. Yeah. Here, here are the daily bounties, basically. This is your homework for the day. Yeah, that's it's basically probably what it feels like. Work. It, a little bit, yeah. 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 Well, oh, God. That, that, that's the news for this week. <laughs> Um, I think we did get the hottest gossip uh, mm. in the beginning. I thought I think we identified the hot gossip. Thanks. You're welcome. Hello, everybody. It's that time of year again where this music section uh, takes a little bit of a change. Uh, we do music section every week where I try to highlight music from video games and how awesome it is. But around this time of year, Classic FM, which is a radio station, as I'm sure you all know, um, they do a uh, Classical Music Hall of Fame, which they open up uh, public voting for every year. And I try to encourage people to vote for uh, video game scores. We've had some success in the past. We got um, the uh, score for Skyrim and... um, uh, Nobuo Uematsu's work for uh, Final Fantasy 7 uh, also got included in the Hall of Fame. I think we've also had a uh, Viva Pinata in there in the past. Also uh, Banjo Kazooie. Um, so we had a real uh, good mix of music in the Classic FM Hall of Fame voting. And I want this year to be no different. Um, so this week, to start all this off, I'm going to be uh, featuring music from the first ever video game score to be nominated for a Grammy which is uh, Austin Wintory's score for 2012's Journey, uh, which is a fantastic game. Uh, got universal praise from every critic, every publication, every website you can imagine. And uh, part of the reason that game is so amazing is because the music is so amazing. So, you know, if you're there and you're thinking, oh, there's not really any music in games that I kind of would want to vote for in this classic FM Hall of Fame vote, just actually really listen to games that you love and you'll notice a lot more there than you're really uh, trying to pick up on the first time. So hopefully this will uh, highlight that for you. So if you go to uh, classicfm.com, all the Hall of Fame voting is there. And go and vote for some video game soundtracks. There'll be more in the coming weeks for people who sort of don't have uh, many ideas of what to vote for. But this is a good starting point. So, this is composed by Austin Wintery. The game is Journey. Uh, the first track we'll be playing is called Naissance, and the second track is called I Was Born For This. Enjoy!
Now, carrying on with the pun names, I've asked Gareth this week to go about as he would as usual, but imagining that instead of his arms, they were now replaced with penises. In new section, Gareth William... <laughs> you messed it up! I know. <laughs> now, carrying on with the pun names, I've asked Gareth this week to go about his daily business as usual, but instead of his arms being actual arms, I've asked him to imagine that they're now relate... Fuck you! Now, carrying on the pun names, I've asked Gareth this week to go about as he would, as usual, but imagining that instead of his arms, they were now replaced with penises. In new section, Gareth's willy arms. So, Gareth, what did you do this week that thinking back would have been made difficult should you have had willies where your arms are supposed to be? Now, there are rules to this. I haven't just made this up. Okay. The willies are the size of your arms. They are not actual size, like two inches. They do not emit urine. Only semen once every 48 hours at 3pm. And the semen amount is in relation to the size of your penis arms. They feel no sensation other than pain and rejection. And they remain flaccid at all times unless they hear the hit single Char-Char Slide by DJ Casper, at which point they rise above your head and make you feel useless. Um, I don't think that Smash Bros. tournament would have gone well if I'd have there knob arms. Yeah, not... Knob arms, willy arms. Oh, sorry. And, and being that there are quite a lot of small children there, yeah, they would I think I would probably yes. be in prison right now. <laughs> no, but, you, you know, you would probably say to them, you know, I've got to be gone by 3pm. I can't, you can't hold me in here because at 3pm something really nasty is going to happen. Oh, it's a horrible yeah. thought. It is a horrible thought, Gareth, but this is the world we live in. Okay? <laughs> and that was this week's Gareth's Willy Arms. Right, so for our feature this week, um, we've decided to take a sort of look into the future. Some of us can see into the future. Specifically, I'm talking about you, Gareth. We know we like to hide it on here. Um, But we're going to look into the future and make some predictions of what we think the year coming up is going to entail for us in regards to games. We're going to have the dead cert. We're going to have the slight possibility. And then we're going to have no bloody way. So, Gareth, would you like to kick us off with your certainty? My certainty is, and I think this may be controversial, that Zelda for the Wii U does not come out this year. It gets delayed until 2016. Wow, Gareth, that is a pretty big one to place on a certainty. Yeah, but I, I just can't see that game coming out this year. Is it because it's too ambitious? That's part of it, yeah. Like they've yeah. shown basically fuck all of a game they intend to bring out within the next twelve months, and even for Nintendo, that is kind of insane. Yeah, and I mean, do you think it could be them just playing a game with the consumers and thinking that they should hold on to their Wii U's? Uh, probably. Um, yeah. We are everyone who wanted a Wii U probably already has one. But yeah. if the people were were waiting for a Zelda then you know like Rob there's a chance you may get a Wii U right for a new Zelda game if it gets incredible reviews 
if it, I mean, if I knew, if I was a big Zelda fan and I knew it was coming out this year, I'd say, you know what? Now's the time for me to get a Wii U because whilst I'm waiting for this game to come out, I can play some of the fantastic games released last year. Exactly. Yeah. But the Zelda they're proposing that has everyone's gash so frothy. Yeah. Uh, just looks like the kind of game that Nintendo won't be able to have ready quick enough. So yeah, they haven't I really think... got experience in that kind of open world uh, sort of. I know Mario's kind of, but that's kind of a linear. You travel to different places, isn't it? This yeah. seems to be a whole open world, and maybe they'll encounter problems. Yeah, they've not really even done anything like this before. They, even yeah. Zelda games like Wind Waker have tons of loading screens and stuff that are hidden and. I just don't know if they'll be capable of this kind of brand new style of game for Nintendo and I think they'll need more time so that's my certainty I guarantee you that game's not coming out this year well my certainty is that there'll be an oval shaped ball game from EA Uh, it could be (laughs) golf but I'm really hoping that this year's FIFA 15 gets a sequel as prior to my first impressions now the update has occurred I love it I don't know what the next iteration will be called, as there has been so many. It gets quite complicated. And I want an old-school mode in it. I want classic teams like Arsenal 2004 and Man United 1999. That's my dream. Like, I know I don't, I don't, know they do their ultimate legends with Cantona and Shearer, but I'd like a few sort of legend teams uh, that have been in the Premiership. I've always waited for that. But it just never comes, Gareth. And I thought that by certainties, I think that's a pretty safe bet, and I'm not going to be left red-faced <laughs> at the end of the year. <laughs> what about you, Don? Have you got any certainties going forward? Well, my certainty was actually that... Oh, no, no, wait, do... wait, wait, wait. No Destiny. No, there isn't. There's no Thank Destiny. Let's <gasps> go. I thought he was going to be saying, like, oh, Destiny's going to release another Stormy chapter that really makes it make sense now. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. No. No, let's go. <laughs> My certainty is that Zelda is fucking coming out this year. Oh. They're going to get it out in time for Christmas, and yeah. it goes. Everyone goes mental for it. I end up buying it, but not playing it because I'm still playing Destiny. <laughs> oh my That's God. my certainty for this year. Do you think you will still genuinely be playing Destiny this time next year? Uh, well, there's a shitload of DLC just coming out just for the whole fucking. There's like another for DLC packs. But is it DLC or is it just yeah. busy work? This is what you guys need to sort out. Is it them saying, hey guys, this is a whole new junk story, it's really going to delve in? Or is it going to say, oh, these guys are absolute arseholes. Let's just <laughs> add a few more weapons in there and get them to do the same thing again and again. Well, halfway through this year, uh, June, July, sometime yeah. around that, no, September, whenever the fuck it is, there's meant to be a, a, a gigantic expansion for it, which actually contains another, basically the same number of story missions as they had in the first game, um, and supposed to add some new planets and a whole bunch of new stuff um, to the game. So well, we'll see how that actually turns out at the time. But, yes, I, I won't hold my breath. No, because I'll probably die by September. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, <laughs> Gareth, what is your? Uh, near certainty but kind of the middle part that you know it could happen but it might not you're not going to bank your life on it happening but at the same time you would be happy if it would the thing that you kind of 
just really, really want to happen. Yeah, but there's still got to be a possibility of it happening, Gareth. It can't be like, oh, I wish that the Wii U release a sort of vaginal expansion that you strap onto the the gamepad. You say well, that, but that exists. <laughs> oh, shut up. What? I don't know what you've made out of clay in your kitchen. That, I, I, I've seen it on the internet. It exists. I'm only getting one now. Oh, the screen turns into the picture of a badge and there's a, a detachment <laughs> that sits on the bottom and you shove your cock into it. Oh, that's not the Wii U though, Don. <laughs> yes, it is. Because the screen becomes like, you see the picture of the woman. Oh, maybe I was just watching something a little bit more advanced. Maybe you were. <laughs> it's kind of like on a hydraulic system and he was pushing it. <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it was a pretty simple kind of cradle that the the Wii U pad just sits in and there's a okay. a device that's underneath for the, the male member. And where does your mess go? Does it shoot up over the gamepad? I oh. presume the same place it goes in a flashlight. It's basically a flashlight that, that attaches to your Wii U so gamepad. So what, what do you see on the gamepad? I, I don't know, but I can only imagine but, it's... You're trying to back out of this now because you think <laughs> my girlfriend's going to be listening to this. <laughs> no, I don't... <laughs> Look, we can all go on the internet later and have a little look and see what we can find on some Japanese websites. Well, if it's Japanese, then it's probably either a schoolgirl or <laughs> some sort of weirdly animated cat that <laughs> starts making like weird noises as you're going faster. <laughs> you know, I think there is a big market for sex sort of games and stuff that we the game the game industry is not mature enough yet for us to be able to do it, but. You know, can you imagine if you re- you released an add-on or like an expansion for the Xbox One that you just felt like oral sex and ah, oh, it'd be amazing. And we all say, oh, we won't get it, but you know, Amazon and that, everyone would be getting it delivered. No, no, no <laughs> joke. You know, Guitar Hero wouldn't have anything on it, and you know, you could have all your different attachments. Mine obviously would have to be massive, like the actual hole. But everything else, you know my word the connect and stuff because you could have like the woman's parts on your tv or you could see like a face and you're doing it yeah <laughs> kind of you can kind of like hit her on the connect and like or face bruises and stuff what the uh, fuck jesus christ oh my god oh uh, so gareth you're uh... oh yeah bloody hell <laughs> uh, go back to that yeah <laughs> okay, uh, we all remember that in uh, 2014, Irrational Games closed down. Yeah, they did. Ma- makers of the Bioshock series, but I think 2015, Bioshock will be back. I don't know how, I don't know who, and I don't know Probably when. Probably is an iPad game, Gareth. <laughs> but I think 2015, Bioshock will return. Okay, Ooh. but you don't know under what guys. Yeah, I, I don't think Ken Levine will have anything to do with it, but I could see 2K, you know, having uh, some say about where it goes. Well, Gareth, you're right in a way, because Bioshock Infinite is coming out on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Well, there you go. I'm already but correct. You're already correct, which is a bit naughty, Gareth, but I'm <laughs> sure that's not what you meant. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Although those games are amazing, you should play those games Yeah. again. Well, I'm going to go for a new Elder Scrolls game. Uh, this is a maybe game because you never know. 
Uh, I know people are betting on the next reveal being a Fallout game, but I really want a next-gen exclusive Elder Scrolls game. And I'm not talking about Elder Scrolls Online either, which seems to be a bit bit of a weird one there. Um, but I don't think people want to go there. They don't rumors, want to go. Rumours out that it could be free to play. Oh, oh that'd God. be really nice. But at the same time, yeah. you know... Terrible. A game that's not very good is going to be not very good if it's free or if it's pay pay for. Um, but I'm sure it'll find its little niche market like Destiny has, where you just got them little weirdo guys just carrying on playing it and keeping it alive. But yeah, I want a next generation Elder Scrolls. Lovely grass that you can just go along and, you know, connect enabled so you can fire spells out your hands like they did in the other Skyrim because that was absolutely fantastic <laughs> and you could uh, you could say like and cast the spells um, it was absolutely amazing I didn't try it myself but I think we're ready for a new Elder Scrolls game and if there's anyone that can go up against Rockstar to show us what an open world game can be then it is the Elder Scrolls uh, series and I'm so looking forward to the next one. I'll just buy it bareback as soon as it comes out. Bang, Donald. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. What is your game that you're hoping happens? But you know you're not going to go out to work tomorrow and tell everyone that it's definitely going to happen because <laughs> you could look a spit silly if it doesn't come out in this year. Well, I'm going with Nintendo again, and I, uh, I. I think they might start bringing back their all their game and watch games emulated exactly as they were in back in the day with the old LCD screens for the 3DS. Uh, stick I'm, them as stick them as downloads. I would say on a phone would be pretty cool. On a phone that would also work pretty well. But, yeah, but given that they've that. patented what that mobile thing they did that thing with the mobile at the end of the last year, whatever it was. I can't remember they did something with all their mobile stuff. They basically copyrighted all their stuff again for mobile or something, didn't they? Um, yeah, this is more like an informed guess. Yeah. yeah. Which but is specifically a related. It's not. It's specifically related to their, all their Game & Watch stuff. But who would want to play them, Don? They're awful. Literally everyone, they're brilliant. No, they're not. <laughs> literally everyone. Anyone who says they're not brilliant is weird. Wrong. LC- any LCD kind of early one of those games it's oh they're awful aren't they let's be honest I had a Mario watch and I used to think the game on that was brilliant but when you when you realise that oh actually I'll tell a lie because I used to have a sort of a spaceship that you held up to your face that was kind of like a uh, I don't know if you guys had them I think it was oh, called Tomitronic Tomitronic ones yeah yeah that that I feel stupid now what I've just said, Don, because I would love to have that on my phone. You see, you bloody yeah. love it. Oh, my God, I feel like an idiot. Um, and you used to just press the button and you used to shoot the uh, planes in the air as a tank. Absolutely fantastic. I want them to come back, Don. I really do. Yeah. With some sort of attachable visor that you can put your phone onto. Well, they could actually do a whole series of... They uh, have a new kind of Wii U series of games based on the Game of Watch Man the little black silhouette man who was the same oh, as all their things. And they, you know, they can invent pretty a game around pretty much any character Nintendo. They're really yeah. good at that. Um, look what they've done with uh, Captain Toad and his Treasure Tracker game. That's getting rave reviews all over the place. Um, and, and, it, and that's just a little incidental character. Now he's a full game doing great guns. 
I know, and it seems that Nintendo, that even when they're not trying and they just release a game that's pretty much under the radar with little publicity, still is a banging game. Yep. That no one's going to play. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is there is that. But, but the games are still good, just not many people bother playing them. Well, no. there we go. So it could happen. With, with those two in mind, obviously the natural conclusion would be, Gareth, have you just taken an E? That's not going to happen. Gareth, take it away. What? <laughs> what was yours? Mine was um, Elder Scrolls, darling. Oh, of course yeah. it was. Please don't question my authority <laughs> and my <laughs> commitment to this podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. So we're doing the impossible one now. This is yep. so like if you came, if let's say we all met up, right, uh-huh. um, and we all said, "Oh, let's meet at this." the New Cross pub in London. You've travelled down from Manchester. Me and Don had kind of travelled. It wasn't that long for us. For you, it was longer than both of us. <laughs> we got there. You know, I ordered a Coke. Uh, Don, what would you order, Don? Oh, I'd have a gin. Gin and tonic. You'd, you'd have a gin and tonic. And what would you have, Gareth? Uh, go for a Coke as well, please. Thank you. You'd go for a Coke. So I'll go, uh, go to the bar, and then you and Gareth are talking. Obviously, it's the first time we've all met, so we're having a bit of a laugh. And then uh, you tell Don something. And he's like, hang on a minute, that's a bit strange. He, he makes his excuses and he comes over to the bar and he tells me what you've just said. And we both kind of look back. You can tell me and Don are kind of a bit wary of you. Like what you've just said is so out there that we're not feeling very comfortable with being in your presence. And we kind of just say, oh, we're going to the toilet quickly, Gareth. And then you never really see us again because what you said, we just couldn't believe. So it's that kind of level. I see. Yeah. Okay, well, mine is yeah. E3 comes around, Ubisoft press conference, Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> Gareth, you know that's that, going to happen. That's actually going to happen. It's not going to happen. It is of course so it is. Happen. The backlash was way too big against Watch Dogs for that to ever happen. <laughs> but so if there's happen. one company that doesn't listen or understand... It's Ubisoft. It sold well. It was like the best new IP, you know, it, one of, of that year. Certainly when it came out, it performed better than they thought. They're going to just promise a load of other shit. They will promise and promise. And even if it doesn't deliver, people still buy it like they did Unity. No, they, and they won't Ubisoft, get away with it. No, they will. They can't. They can't get away with it. You've got far too much faith in the gaming people. I have no faith in anybody and I still don't think... That they're going to get away with the Watch Dogs 2. It's not going to happen. It's impossible. You, it would send you guys. You would, you would just leave the bar. You'd be like, <laughs> this guy mustn't be the Gareth we thought. He must yeah. be some kind of imposter. But Gareth, to be honest, that's a bit mild. You, you know, think? I'd say, I'd say Gareth. You know, I know we've come all this way to talk about games. You've said that. There's kind of a possibility it will happen because Ubisoft. You know, they don't like to be proven wrong so they'll keep going at it and even if it costs them millions in the long run they'll probably still keep trying to flog it until we're on Watch Dogs 4 I no man I, I like Assassin's Creed's a different thing because Assassin's what, so you Creed think games... Watch Dogs as a as a sort of series is dead Ubisoft have just said you know what let's move on that's what I think yep okay well Gareth if they do announce it at E3 we're going to be very very disappointed in you <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, 
Well, mine is going to be uh, a game that I want to see made. <laughs> I've been wanting to see a sequel since it was on the PlayStation 2. We spoke about it on many occasions on the podcast, and that is Freedom Fighters. Um, I know that it's not going to get announced this year. I know it's not going to get announced next year or the year after even, but it's the impossibility, and it's that kind of in the same bracket as Shenmue 3. It's a game that is just it, it's made for this sort of generation of console. The scope of it at the time was unbelievable, and it still is, in the fact that you would take on different missions to make other missions easier. And I think if it was in an open world, um, that would make it even better, in the fact that you had to go to a different part of the level to take out the snipers to make that part of the level easier. Because if you encountered that part of the level first and they had sniper cover, it was going to make it a lot harder. So you would kind of circumvent that part of the level. But it was split up by loading screens and you'd have to go back to your base. If it was all one big sandbox and you... you uh, I don't like using those kind of phrases that have been purposefully come up with. If it was some big open world and you encountered these problems naturally, I think it would be fantastic. And, you know... It's a series that I don't know why they haven't revisited because it had so much potential. Uh, but I guess it was just one of those series that not a lot of people bought into. Uh, and I, I was sad to see that it didn't get a sequel and it's definitely still one of my favourite games ever. Impossible, though. Do you mean it's possible? Yeah. If I if I in the past like five years could have gotten three new Earth Defence Force games, two of which have been incredible, one's been shit. Yeah, there's no reason you can't get like a Freedom Fighters MOBA or like a mobile phone turn-based card game of it or some shit. No, Gareth, that wouldn't work. <laughs> okay, and stop saying things like that because that's hurting my memories. It needs to be a big scale. It needs to be that. But IO Interactive, you know, they're a weird, weird bunch. And I'm not saying that to be racist because they're Icelandic. Um, I'm basically saying that they persist with the Hitman series as much as I love that series. There's kind of not much more you can do with it now. Kane and Lynch was a bit hit and miss. Uh, and this is one they've got in their drawer that they don't seem to want to... I don't know if it's because, like I say, it's too ambitious. That, you know, we haven't really seen anything from them this generation. You know, they kind of went a bit quiet after Hitman Absolution. Um, but, you know, they're a talented bunch of guys. And maybe, maybe you know, I don't know as a development team if that's something they want to do and they want to concentrate on more... Because I know they released the Hitman sort of game on the iPad, which was a bit strange. But I don't think they've got the resources to make these big budget games. Because as much as I did like the last Hitman, it was a bit sort of... It wasn't what it could be. It was interesting, but they didn't really evolve it. And it seems that they haven't got the vision to be able to take it to the next step that it would need to. All right, Don, what is your Are You Crazy game? Well, it's not just a game, it's a whole system. Oh, year, what's going to happen? Dreamcast be... 2. No, <laughs> Microsoft are going to announce that they're giving up the Xbox name, they're going to sack off the Xbox One because they realise it's just a giant fucking heap of shit. Whoa, that sounds like a fanboy. <laughs> that does. And, uh, yeah. and, what they, and what they'll have announced is they've bought the 3DO rights and they're bringing back 3 Oh, yes. They bring out a brand new 3DO console. They use the original shape with the rounded edges so it looks like a flattened castle. Wow. And uh, their release game for it, they've only gone and secured the rights to The Last Guardian, haven't they? 
Yeah, and it's oh, yeah. a 3DO exclusive for all time, and it's that's never come out of the other system. Done. If that, that is what is that's that's something that is literally never going to happen. <laughs> but it could. You know, we live in a world where you know it could happen. It could. You know, in 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 the uh, eternity, in the eternal sort of spectrum that we live in, some other sort of alternate reality, it may have already happened, and the, the other done. alternate universe versions of ourselves, they may be playing it right now. But, playing on know, those lovely, lovely 3DOs. Yeah, and that's something we'll have to speak to Stephen Hawkins about. <laughs> So we haven't been playing much this week. There's not been much. You know, it's strange that after Christmas, this is the period where you're normally catching up on all the games that have been released over the Christmas period. You know, you'd be picking up on the games that you didn't initially get in the January sales, but there hasn't been any of that. And I think that is a sign of how much, how disappointing last year was. That you know, we are not getting the Assassin's Creed. We're not picking up those sort of games that came out for full price which you can now pick up for around £25 I think I saw Assassin's Creed for £22 in Asda but even at that price I wasn't tempted Um, but what I have been playing this week is been carrying on with FIFA Uh, I've got QPR now I know I said I hated it Gareth Mm -hmm. you know I really did slag it (laughs) off but we're lucky you know I know we slag off being online and stuff and the problems that that causes but if that game would have been released and it was, we were back in the day of 2003 where it was impossible to update it, I'd have been devastated. There was always that kind of hope that they'd be able to sort it out. And obviously, people that still play Destiny and stuff like that, they're hanging on to that hope that they'll send something down the old pipe that will sort everything out and make everything nice again. But um, the game's brilliant. Really enjoying it. Uh, I've been playing Ratchet and Clank Collection on the PS Vita. Uh, the PS Vita is... It makes me cry. Every time I talk about the PS Vita or a game I've played on it, I feel like I have to justify and fight for the Vita rather than just talking about the game. And I think that's that's what's sad about it is that, you know, I feel like I'm sticking up for a bullied child. Leave him alone. Yeah, I've been playing on it. What? It doesn't matter. It hasn't done anything to you, has it? It's an all right console. Yeah, I've been playing the Vita. Yeah, come on. I haven't sold it. What? Yeah, yeah people might be selling theirs, but I don't want to sell mine. There's, there's, I know there's no games coming up for it, but you know the games I've got, I enjoy it. And you know, if I sit there in bed at night and Becky's refusing to have sex with me, if I don't feel strong, then I'll get my PS Vita out of this the uh, cabinet. It's not a cabinet; it's in a bedside table. You know, <laughs> I just have a cabinet with a Vita in it. That'd be crazy. Um, and I'll play on it. And you know, the Ratchet and Clank collection. Normally, I get these collections like Jack One. I didn't play. But I played Jack 2 and Jack 3. Uh, Devil May Cry collection, I didn't really play it because the first one seems to be the one that doesn't age as well. Mm. But this game is difficult. Like, it's it's one of the most difficult games I've played. And it, it, even for a platformer, you don't expect it. And I'm sitting there and the checkpoint system is so harsh that it just makes me want to continue with it. And I'm still stuck on Ratchet and Clank 1. Um, but yeah... That's what? a really weird sound, isn't it? I think Don's playing Destiny right now. He better what? not be. 
No, don't be silly. I wouldn't be playing games while we're doing the game podcast. That would be stupid. Yeah, it, it seems like a weird sort of tap-in, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, not really a, a sort of trigger stuff. I think that he's in one of his, what is it, the Citadel or whatever it is, talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> Can you use a chat pad on that, Don? <clears throat> What's chat pad? It's the thing that sli- sli- slips on the bottom of the PS4 pad and it's like a pad. I don't know what that is. Oh, well, I remember I used to play uh, PS Home, PlayStation Home. Did you oh, guys? Oh, yeah. No, and that's actually getting getting phased out. They're completely oh, destroying PlayStation Home in a couple of awful, months. Awful, absolutely awful, filled with absolute perverts. I'd send my sister <laughs> a pitch. She was like, I think she was about 14 at the time, and she'd make a character, and then all you'd get is men following you. And she's messaging them with a chat pad. I'm only 14, I'm only 14. And that's so, so who cares, blah, blah, blah. Let's just, oh, have you got, can I have your number? Can I do? And it's like virtual assault. I'm just watching her walking around and all these guys are following her. So that's what I've been playing this week. <laughs> Gareth, what have you been up to? <laughs> I've been playing some uh, multiplayer games uh, because you know, my friends had time off work over Christmas. Ken's, Ken's was there, yep. Yeah. Um, and there were some games in the uh, the Steam Winter Sales that I picked up. So I played Lethal League, uh, which is like it's like Pong uh, crossed with Smash Bros. Crossed with Dragon Ball Z. That doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> when you so, say that, it's supposed to build an image in someone's head of what it is. Yeah. So imagine yeah. some guys stood in a square room. Some characters and they're some running around. Yeah. Um, and there's a ball bouncing around. And everybody wants to hit the ball. Because when you've hit the ball, the ball can't hit you. It like changes to your colour. Um, but it can hit other people and knock them out. Um, and every time somebody hits the ball, it gets faster. Mm. And there's certain moves you can do. Like when you're in midair, if you hold down and hit the ball, it'll double the ball's speed. And when it does it like slows down time and there's a big like as the ball like gets charged up with this extra power and obviously it's doubling each time so after like three or four of those the ball's going unbelievably quickly and then if somebody can land a shot on it like the whole screen starts rumbling and like the the colours on the screen change because of just how much power is getting put into this ball and it gets really epic. And, and you just feel the power of the ball. Yeah, even though it's... I it's minimalist, is it, Gareth? It has a... Some might say... Yeah. 16-bit art style to it. Ah, what's the music like, Gareth? It's really good. It, <laughs> it was the track that your girlfriend proper loved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like retro-sounding no, music it's, as well? No, it's not retro-sounding. It's very sort of a... I guess you call it club music. Really good soundtrack, though. For, for playing against other people, it's got like a really good soundtrack. Just sort of keeps the momentum going. Everyone really pumped up. Lethal League is awesome. Thank uh, you. I also played Mount Your Friends. Okay. <laughs> which... No, I think I've seen that one, where it's like physics-based. Yeah, it's like a climbing physics that. game. It's like Quop meets Climbing. Uh, with dongs. Mm. <laughs> what are you describing? <laughs> um, so, 
Basically, every limb is mapped to a different button on an Xbox pad. So, like, say the arms are A and X, and then the legs will be Y and B. And when you're holding down one of those buttons, that limb won't be sticky. So, uh, let's say your feet are stuck to the floor, and you hold A and move your arm to the floor, and then let go, your arm will stick to the floor. But your legs, because you weren't holding their button down to make them unsticky, were still stuck to the floor. So then your character will have his legs and his arms stuck to the floor. Uh, right? So it's that kind of... Yeah. Every, it's like, have you ever played Quop? No, <laughs> no. It sounds awful. It's... It sounds like a sort of dirty sex thing that you do to another man. We, well, we, we, we've apprehended them, uh, Your Honour. They were Quopping in a um, bush. It's a very, it's a very onomatopoeic word. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's it's very hard to wrap your head around, but once you do, it's hilarious fun, and you can import heads. So I uh, put all my and my friends' heads in there. So it's these barely clothed men with their dongs flapping around with my yeah. head. It's pretty funny. Does it have a? Does it have realistic hair physics? <laughs> no, there's no uh, hair in the game. Uh, oh. Apart from on my character, um, yes. but I would say if you have a few minutes, look for mount to your friends on YouTube. And does your penis have any hair? And you'll see how much fun it is. And uh, no, you, not if you have friends in real life, I'm sure it's the kind of thing you want to play with them. Yeah, I don't. Well, that that's a problem. I think the older you get, the less friends that you have. Because you've got less time for people. Yeah, you just start hating more people instead. Yeah. That's that's my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you get older, hate. you just you hate more and more people and realise that a lot of people are just, just dicks and not really worth your time and effort. Yep. So you have less and less people. <clears throat> yep, so you can't play games like Mount Your Friends, because I've got no friends to mount. <laughs> that's a shame. Thank you. <laughs> right, so... Uh, any other sort of gems that you found in the release recent uh, Steam sale? Uh, Speedrunners, which is like a sort of a side view racing game, but that's uh, it's very simple. It's not as much fun uh, as the others, but it's still good for a couple of rounds here and there. Yeah. It's like a racing game where everyone has a grappling hook. It's fun, but it's, uh, it doesn't stand up to mounting your friends. No, nothing can. Other than that, I played some Smash Bros. to get ready for this tournament, and then that's pretty much it. I didn't play that many games this week. Could you create? Did you create a montage while you were training for your thing in a kind of rocky way? It would have been the most boring montage in the world. Just me <laughs> sat on a couch as a pile of crisps in front of me slowly goes down. Oh, yes. Would have been very tragic. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Don, Destiny... Pretty much, I'm afraid. Is it <laughs> improved? Nobody wants to hear about that. <clears throat> but we want to know if it's improved. Uh, well, the uh, the last thing they did was they uh, they buffed uh, the uh, the Crota's raid, uh, so that you can no longer cheat to uh, to beat it. It's a shame because oh. that's the only way we normally beat it. Yeah. Uh, but it means we have to learn the proper way to do it now and actually work as a team instead of just dicking about. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, apart from that, hopefully we'll get on at some point with enough people um, uh, to just complete the raid properly this week. Probably try and uh, play The Last of Us or GTA or something. Yeah! You mean play something else? Yeah. 
That's uh, an interesting idea. You know, not, um, not, I'll, not I'll just for you. Yeah, but for us to uh, have us something to... else to speak about. <laughs> yeah, it would probably be a good idea, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and give it a go. Just have, have a think about it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you've I'll, got a few... Light over. Got, I've got a few minutes spare, just put it on and try and have a good time. <laughs> Thanks. There we go. So, Gareth, I believe that you've got a competition. Uh, yes, that's right. So, next week is episode 50. 50? Oh, my God. Yep, and it will officially be our one-year anniversary. Because you'll notice there are 52 yep. weeks in a year. We had an episode 30 and a half, and then we also missed Christmas, so that means we've had 50 episodes wow. for our year instead of 52. So... Not only is it our one-year anniversary, not only have I commissioned an artist friend of mine to give us a proper logo and iTunes wow. podcast art, but we'll also have Mr. Biffo on the podcast. Oh, that is really good. Amazing. So, yeah. to celebrate that, we want your questions for Mr. Biffo. If you know who Mr. Biffo is, I'm sure you'll have some questions for him. Um, Even and- if you don't, just ask questions that you think someone called Mr. Biffo might like. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll go down really well. What, for example, yeah. why Mr. Biffo? That's a weird name. There you go. Yeah. Brilliant, Gareth. Let's so, get to know Mr. Biffo. Should I give myself a prize for that? Um, no. Okay. Thanks. Fair you, enough. You should come up with gold like that on a regular <laughs> basis. You should be rewarded for it. That's true. I apologise. Yeah. Um, but no, to, to, enter, to a prize, all you need to do is think up a question and send it to me. Uh, the email address is on my website. If you go to the contact us section, but if you can't be asked to do that, it's Gazum, which is G A Z Z U M. It's a bit embarrassing. It is a bit. At yeah. gamebanter.co.uk, and just send me a question for Mr. Biffo, and I have five prizes. Five. Five prizes. I have four. Well, that's one for each finger on your hand. That I literally held up five fingers when I said yeah. that. That's amazing. And you counted uh, them just to make sure you were correct. <laughs> yes. I have four random humble bundles from the past. I don't know what's on them and I don't remember. So it's like a mystery prize, but it'll definitely be some humble bundles. And uh, the first prize is uh, in honour of The Witcher 3, which comes out next month. It's The Witcher 1 and 2 on Steam. So if you're thinking, oh, Witcher 2 looks pretty good, but I can't really really be bothered buying the first two, try and win them. It's too hard. Yeah, exactly. Try and win them. I'll send you to them on Steam if you win. It's all very easy uh, to enter because we usually don't get that many entrants. So no. your odds are unbelievably good of winning and something. please check your specs before entering because I think it takes up to two gigs of graphical capacity. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, when I built my PC, I already had a big backlog of games on Steam Yeah, just from getting really good bargains and stuff. So I think... If you have any intention of building any gaming PC at any point in the future, you want a Steam backlog when you build your PC, so you already have games that you've already owned. Yeah. There and then. Like, day one when I built my PC, I had, like, Portal 1, Portal 2, all the Half-Lifes, all that stuff just already on my Steam account. You're ready to go. Even though I could never play them before, so... Yeah. It's just good sense to plan for the future, so... It's planning ahead. Yeah. To recap, send me a question for Mr. Biffo at gasm at gamebanter.co.uk... Uh, and you could win one of and five it, prizes. 
and this is also going to obviously go onto the uh, the Twitter site and things like that. So, and we're going to really sort of try and push out the boat for this one, Gareth. Yeah, really advertising. It's not going to just be asked. Um, I think I know my Twitter name now as well because I got a few new followers, which was quite nice. Um, oh. My Twitter is at GC Lives Podcast. I don't want it to be that anymore, but I don't know how to uh, <laughs> to change it because we're not Game Central Lives anymore. Yep, that's true. Uh... So that's if you want to follow me. Uh, that's the Game Central Podcast at GC Lives Podcast. All one word. Really nice. And I'm still waiting for Hideo Kojima to uh, like my tweet I sent him of my new figure. If he doesn't, then that's just rude. You'll you'll probably slash your wrists if he doesn't, right? That's the standard Uh, protocol. Yeah, I I said that to him. That's what I do on a One Direction's tweet, Twitter (laughs) account, so... That's that's really nice, mate. Yeah. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at GameBanter. And if you want to listen to any of our past episodes... Gamebanter.co.uk has every single one of our episodes archived on there. Don, there we go. You got a uh, Twitter? You got an online I, presence? I do, but please don't follow me on Twitter. It creeps me out. <laughs> I don't. I like my privacy. Just, just leave me alone. Yeah. You're All also right. on a forum on one of those illegal websites. Yeah, but we don't need to talk. About that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So there we are. Next week we we have our special guest, Mr. Biffo, to mark our one year anniversary, and it's going to be rather dashingly good. So from us this week, uh, thank you for listening, and tune in next week where we'll have even more news, hot gossip, uh, Gareth's Williams, and <laughs> Rob's poetry. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. I've got a poem. You've got a poem? Oh, my God. Why did I nearly forget? I said thank you for listening to my poem, and I hadn't even read it. <laughs> Could be DLC, couldn't it? Yes. Right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a poet, as you all know, um, obviously. And I have been writing poems lately uh, about games. And I just want to read you one of my poems, and hopefully you guys can tell me which game I'm referring to. I was an animal, soft grass eating, hearing the lambs bleating. I met my maker, sphere shaper, stitch me up and play with me later. You don't know that I still feel, every time you kick me, you make me ill, but you do it for the thrill. I wish I could hear the cheer, but in your burger is where you'll find my ear. My skin, my skin, my skin came off. So you can deliver the perfect cross and bring on the glory for your boss. Which game am I referring to? Don Goss. Jesus, I didn't realise that was actually... Did you write that? I did. (laughs) I know, it's pretty mind-blowing. Wow, I'm. Uh, I have a blown, blown mind. Do you know, I, I don't know what game it is. I, I must what be do you think not it played. is, Don, uh, Gareth? It sounds like you described about nine different games in that poem. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the abstract nature of poetry. Well, my guess is FIFA 15. Wow, well done, Gareth. I'm yes. surprised you got that. 
What was it that gave it away? The bit about the cross at the end. Yeah, cross because... only really refers to in football when you cross the ball. Oh Jesus! So there's two sort of things, but you know you're right. It was about a cow that had um, been made into a football using a leather. <laughs> I was an animal, soft grass eating, hearing the lambs bleating. He's a cow, he's in a field. I met my maker, getting slaughtered. Sphere shaper, being made into a ball. Stitch me up and play with me later. You don't know that I feel. Every time you kick me, you make me ill. Because obviously leather still feels pain. But you do it for the thrill. I wish I could hear the cheer, but in your burger is where you'll find my ear. Because, you know, they use all different animal parts. My skin, my skin, my skin came off, which is the lever. Also, you could deliver the perfect cross and bring glory to your boss. So there we go. A lovely piece of poetry there. Bit bit sad, you know. <laughs> my poetry has been known to bring people to tears. But I think that's a sign of good poetry and I'm not going to apologise. So there you go. So that is the actual end of the podcast. And what a fantastic way to end it. 